When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. <laughs> and now, everybody, MC Search. MC Search. MC Search. MC You're not doing any acting classes, you don't have an acting coach, you're just doing everything from your own kind of feeling gutted. I'm just doing everything from my feeling and from diving into the role and really believing in it. Like, I got to really believe in the role or see myself as that person, you know, and if I don't see no type of connection to the role, then I won't even do the self-tape or tell my manager that I want to do it. But if I can see myself playing this person or whatever this character is, or I'm all in. And plus, I want to show people that I could be somebody else besides the cool black guy. You know, I want to show people that I'm highly intelligent. Like, I would love to be in a movie playing a computer hacker, saving the world, trying to decode a system and giving it to the FBI. And they couldn't figure out the, the right, you know, system to get into the codes and all that and to save the world. But I did, you know, so like, I'm yeah. I'm, and we, we should do that movie and call it Cheat Code, The Cheat Code. There we go, man. You feel me? Like, I'm, I'm trying to do it all, man. I want to play a surfer. I love to be a black surfer in the movie. We ain't never seen Which that. also goes back to our Wikipedia. That's how you started. You started as a skateboarder. Is that true or false? That is true. Ting, 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 ting. And that's, and you know what's so crazy? That's what helped me start. Uh, that's what helped me come up with one of the, uh, the meanings, grinding every day. Because you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, grinding. Yeah, skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Yeah, I used to skate, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, the Wikipedia is really gonna make you some bread. I think yeah. you got that wonder loaf coming from the Wikipedia, bro. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that Wikipedia yeah, out. Yeah, I think you really got to. sharing the link. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. Yeah, that's my word. I will thank Miles and and the research department for uh, finding your Wikipedia. Um, but you know, the the thing that I really respect a, a lot, especially now, more more than even before I met you is that you're you're really riding a sense of of impulse when you're acting and i'm wondering like what that's like not ever acted before like is it really just because there's a comfort because did you take the same comfort in working with dave to this movie that you're doing with rizza because it's not the same i would assume it's different right uh yeah, uh it's not it's not it's not the same. It's definitely different because you got different uh teams, different directors, different people around you. So the relationships aren't are or they're not organically there. You're not just gonna just mesh right away. You gotta meet people, talk to people, you know what I'm saying? You gotta fill out the environment first and all that. But the most important thing is you gotta love the role. You gotta be into the role. So your first day you gotta be knowing, okay. This is who I am. This is 
my mission. This is what I came to do. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, not the same. But the reason why I'm so confident is I always wanted to be a star. I always wanted to be in the spotlight. Like everything that I've ever done up until this point, I prepped myself for. You know what I mean? Like even doing this podcast with you right now, I didn't study countless interviews. You know what I mean? And I just really study the game. Everything that I do, I just study. Like rap, I just studied it. You know, acting, I never studied it, but I watched tons of movies and. I'm just a performer. I'm a natural performer. Like if I'm on stage and I'm rocking out, that's performing, that's acting. You're acting out motions, you're acting out lyrics, you know? When I'm doing a music video, if I'm in the scene and I'm dressed up as the, the check cashing guy, I'm acting, I'm performing, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm in a music video though, but I'm still performing, I'm acting. So that's just the natural superstar confidence in me, man. So that's why I feel like it's easy for me to act because I'm just a genuine performer. And to be honest with you, I just want to make it so bad, bro. I ain't even got no choice but to go hard. Like, I really want to make it up there, you know? So that's why I be just trying to do such a great job. Like, when I show up to set, like, I don't really just be like, hey, I'm I'm gay. I'm, people love me already. Nah, like, I know I got to put the work in. You know, I got to make people cry. I got to make people hair on the back of their neck stand up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just – and swag is not going to get you that. You can't just show up and look cool. It's a million back, though. It's a, it's a million cool people. But it's about what you saying, how you saying it, and what is your message. So that's why I think people connect with me. Because once you get past the tattoos and the dreads and all that cool shit that everybody else got, it's like, hold on, this is a good dude right here. This dude, he's, he's smart. He's a good one. All right. <laughs> so that's just, that's just that's just what I be on, man. I gotta tell you, um, I'm I'm a dude right here who, be honest with you, that you made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and you made me cry more than one time. On this season, um, I'm just curious what did what did Schoolboy Q say to you the first time, and what did and Tiger say to you the first time they saw Dave? Well, Schoolboy Q, he told me, "Congratulations, uh, man! I'm proud of you, bro, and keep doing your thing." I, all, I always randomly just see Q, and I just always see him because he's he's still yeah, he ain't changed, man. He's still cool. Like when I see Q, it's like I it's like it's yesterday. You know, we chopping it up with you, but um, I ain't even seen Tiger like recently. Every time I seen Tiger, it was just like in passing, like at festivals, backstage. He'll give me the Hollywood celebrity shit, the head nod, the what's up, or, you know, but he never engaged with me in a, a full conversation. And that's just sad and unfortunate just due to all the history we got. But you know how it go, man. People change, you know what I'm saying? Things change, but it don't really matter to me really how uh, they feel because at the end of the day, I'm still GED. I'm not, T I'm not TDE. I'm not Cash Buddy. I'm not Interscope. I'm GDFX Hulu. What's happening? <laughs> and and one of my my wife loves to remind me and tell me that what people think of me doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, man. Because an opinion is like an asshole. Everybody. Everybody <laughs> so um, I wanna I wanna go to the last last again last episode. Dave pulls up backyard, uh, sees you with a lot of drip. Bugging out to Diana Ross. Gave you eight bands. Got the BM in the backyard. A lot of jewelry on. My personal favorite is you're doing kung fu flips and then throwing on different drip to make sure the drip is matching the sweat. And he is extremely concerned about you because he thinks you're ramping up. Yeah. And that scene to me, when you opened up the closet door and you showed him the studio where you were recording, and you said, yo, why the fuck do I not have a record with you? Like, 
you know, everybody be asking me. And he just kept it a buck with you. And he was like, well, it's because I don't think what you do is all that good and yada, yada, yada. Again, and I know I've been asking this a lot, but are those the kind of scenes that you guys work out together as friends? Is nah, it- that's the dude. Oh, see, that's another thing. Like, that was a real argument. Like, they basically just said, express yourselves towards each other. It was never no, like, line for line. So we was, wow. really, we was really going in. Like, and that's the truth. Like, Dickie, he, he's so such of a perfectionist when it comes to his music. He don't really, you know what I'm saying, take nobody serious when it comes to music except for his, you know? So when he was telling me like, oh, you don't push much time into your music and whoopie whooping, he really meant that because he's the type that has spent five years, three years on one song, you know, where other rappers is just, hey, I'm just doing this because I just love the moment. I just want to put it out right now. So he really felt that way. Like, Getty, you be rushing. You will take your time more. He always giving me notes and always chiming in on my music. That's why I love him. And that's why I always t- listen to his advice because it's truth in what he was saying. I do need to take my time and be more patient if I want to make these smashers and climb the charts and make music that's going to stick forever. That's probably why he picked that one song out of all of the hundred songs that I sent him. You get what I'm saying? But the difference is that wasn't the argument you had. You didn't say to him, you know what? You're fucking right. You're fucking right, Dave. I should take more time. No. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bounce back with that. But I'm just saying he was drawn from a real. Whatever. No, I know. But the point I mean, is, you like, told me before. Yeah, no. I, I just say that like the counterbalance to what you're feeling versus what you expressed is night and day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not, definitely. It's not about how you feel about Dave as a human being, right? Yeah. It's not about that you agree with him. Cut. Yeah, Dave, you're right. You know, I could have spent more time on check, check, and I could, you know, no, that was not the argument that you guys had. Yeah. The argument was, what the fuck are you doing here anyway? You're not a part of this shit anyway. You're not fucking here helping me get my shit. You ain't fucking here helping me with this drip. Fucking eight grand. Fucking motherfucker, I've been waiting three years for you to make your fucking record. I'm fucking starving out in these fucking streets. You're going to... That was the that was, that was that was that was that was that was the heat. That was the meat of the matter. <laughs> yeah, and and it was so crazy. Is that, that was that really happened in real life. I'm asking, what's up, bro? Let me get a verse. Let me move you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I was so real like that. Yeah, and then you nothing but respect that too. Like, look how look at the look that he gave me. I'm glad that he waited this long to put my song in the season finale. Because if you would have would have did a song with him way before or whatever, probably wouldn't have got this attention that he got now. So. Yeah, that's why I be listening to him, man. And and when and when the thing that again that is the slap in his face is you told him that his you can't be happy without people telling you that they love him. Mm. Mm. But when you told him, when you told him like, oh, homegirl's not here because she had to go get the battery pack, and he didn't believe you, and then she walked in. Well, I got the battery pack. Like the 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 face he made, like. Oh well, that makes okay. That's it. Like, it's just, it's just all the the ensemble is so powerful, and the last scene, and again, I, I'm not putting up a, a, a fuck spoiler alert. If you ain't watched it yet, fuck you. You late. Um, the scene where you're crying, and everybody, like, no one. You're crying, and nobody is thinking that you're going to be performing on the VMAs with Dickie. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, they would say they say to him that he was really popping in Delaware. And then the end of the scene is you're doing a show in Delaware. Yo, dude, you know, again, the emotional place that this must take you. Does it fuck with your bipolar at the end of the day? Like, do you have to walk off of set and medicate because you're just on this emotional ramp? Yeah, definitely, man. I got a, a pill called Gabapin that I take when I uh, want to stabilize my mood and just bring it down. Because, like, when I get excited, like, I get excited. Like, my girl had to stop me the other day. I was about to buy a $10,000 bracelet, and it was just irrational. It was just like, bro, you don't even need this shit, bro. Like, you know, so, like, when I be going up, I be having to chill, you know, because sometimes feeling good, too good, could be a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. I, I do have to, to medicate sometime, man, when I feel myself going up like that. Yeah, no, and um, I, uh, again, I can I can only share with, and there's very few people I can share this with. Um, I did a, a movie, a Spike Lee movie called Bamboozled. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the, the big wake-up scene, you know, the school days wake-up scene in that movie. Mm -hmm. um, where my crew, which was most deaf and my crew to Mau Mau's get shot by the police and they shoot everybody except me. And I'm screaming, but I'm white. I'm white. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't screaming that. I said, I'm, but I'm black. I got one. I got a drop of black blood. I'm one sixteenth black. Right. Kill me, kill me. All right. And we had only one, we could only do one take and they cuffed me. And I told the cop, I said, yo, slam me to the fucking hood. Like, don't fucking hold back. Slam me to the fucking hood. And he looked at me like I was crazy. But I was starting, I was manic. Like, I started to manic. Like, I started to feel it. And um, they said action, and the scene went off. And I'm talking about, I say to my man at most, like, yo, give me that fire. Let me spark. And the lights go on, and there's all these cops, and we pull out. And they start shooting everybody and all the flames and the sparks are going off and I'm running. And then all of a sudden I drop my gun. And I'm thinking they're going to kill me and they don't. And I'm like, kill me, kill me. I'm black. I'm black. I got one drop of black blood. And the dude cuffed me behind my back and he put me on the hood and I slammed myself on the hood. And I went, I'm black. Fucking kill me. And I went and they put me in a car. And I'm kicking the window and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, and I'm manic and I'm just, and they said, cut. And Spike came over to me and the whole, and I, I went right to my dressing room and I bawled for like two hours. I just, it was, and I'll never forget when we went to the premiere, Prodigy came over me. Rest in peace. He was like, yo, man, that shit was hard. Yo, that shit was hard. And even to this day, and I'm like, I watch it all the time and I haven't watched it in eons. But even to this day, when I see it, I ramp. Because I remember. I'm going to watch it. I remember what I went through. You know? um, and I got I to gotta imagine that the last two seasons for you, especially with you know, during the season, the explosion that the show had, then, you know, obviously working on the show in COVID, in Zoom, and then shooting it, these ebbs and flows that you must have gone through personally, 
must have been real challenging. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Even shooting uh, season one, I had to check out and go to the hospital, man. I was ramping up too much during season one. They had to pull me out, shut the shit down for like two, three weeks, man. It was it was crazy, man. So I appreciate Dickie and them and FX for taking care of my medical bills, make sure I had the best treatment. I was at a private hospital the whole night. It was, it was crazy, man. Did you feel like you might have been letting them down because you had this chemical imbalance? And yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because when I was in the hospital, I was still like, damn, fuck, I fucked up the show. Like, this shit has stopped because of my mental disorder and because I couldn't control myself and my emotions and my mouth and stuff like that. So I was just like feeling horrible. And I was just thinking, like, damn, it's over for me. I blew it. Like, when I was in the hospital bed, I was thinking, like, damn, I blew it. But then there was like, Telling me like, yo, no, nah, we we took some time off. We gonna wait for you. You know, we we care about you. You know, like, you important. You know, for the show. And then once they did that, I was just like, I gotta get my life together. <laughs> like I was just like, dude, I can't. I, I I gotta take this mental health stuff serious, man. Like, what does that mean when you say you have to take it serious? Like, who is the first person that visited you in the hospital? Uh, my mom and my sister. Okay. You know, mom and my sister was the first ones to visit me. But, of course, Dickie and uh, Hertz was there, too. You know, they uh, checked me in. And then my boys came up, like, uh, probably, like, a couple weeks after I got settled and got my medicine right and stuff, got my head back right. But, yeah, man, they came to see me, man. And it was it was, it was was a cool, uh, eye-opening experience. And it was, it was very humbling, too, man, just to know that you could be out there and then you could just be. Yeah. The, um, the scene that um, they – they used in the first season when you had that episode with the, with the computer and then she, your, your mom in the scene who comes to see you, you start crying. Was that from that experience? You being in the hospital? Well, no, I went to the hospital twice. The first time was because of that uh, laptop scene. I really came home. I broke a laptop in front of my mom and sister in front of the house. I mean, inside the living room, and you know, they had to call the sheriff's on me. I went to UCLA Medical Harbor, got checked in, did the whole 72 hours in the padded room and all that extra shit. And after that, I get out, you know, get back on my feet, go on tour, um, meet LD. We go on tour for seven years. I probably was having some manic episodes in between. Of course I was. I'm bipolar, so I was ramping up a bunch of different times, but never to where I had to go to the hospital. But then fast forward to season one, we probably like two, three weeks in, we shooting Woody Whoop. I have a conversation with Dickie uh, like one night, no, at lunchtime, we have a conversation and then he told me some information like, you know, that made me feel great about myself and my situation and in my future. He telling me like, yo, you, you set, bro, you, you straight, bro. Like, you gonna be good. You don't ever gotta worry about money again. You, you basically like, you made it, bro. You know, wow. and, he was, and he was telling me this around season one time. So can you imagine how that feels to your best friend that you already know successful he already treats you amazing. He already look out for you and, you know, do everything. You know what I'm saying? So he's telling me, like, bro, you, I know you appreciate what's going on with us and everything and all that, but you're about to be good. Like, you good, bro. Like, you ain't got to worry about nothing ever again. Like, you straight, bro. Like, your, your family, your friends, like, you, you good. So I was juiced up hearing that at the lunch, you know? So the next morning I woke up. That's when I ramped up went to the hospital and we were supposed to be on set like the next day. So but yeah, that's how it happened, man. Like I, I really went through some shit. I, uh, I, I printed this out because I was really blown away. Um, Miles from our research department wanted me to read this. I don't know if you saw it. It's a post that uh, Dickie put up yesterday at 917. Oh yeah, I seen that fire. 
Can we take a moment and acknowledge the national treasure of a man that is Gegeta? Thank you for letting me tell your story, our story. And most importantly, thank you for always having my back through the ups and the downs. Way before the cameras were rolling, you were my family for life. I'm so proud of how special of a person you are, how extraordinary of an actor you've become. Every award needs to go to Gator, including best picture at the Oscars. And I'm so genuinely happy the world is getting to see what I've had the privilege of watching every day for the past eight years. You're an icon, Dave. Can you believe his family calls him Dave? What the fuck? As long as I got you, we good. And that's and that's just what it is, bro. Like that's just the truth, man. And I really appreciate that too, because he always sharing my story. He always putting on for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the real definition of a mogul to me, man. Like somebody to put their boys in position. Somebody to let somebody come to the table and, and set the table and eat and do whatever they got to do and not be disturbed. You know that's why I love you know people who get in position of power and they're not afraid to share the ladder, man. So. I really appreciate Dickie, man. That's my boy, man. I, uh, I, I was reading um, a couple of, of Hollywood magazines that are talking about the Emmys, and uh, there were a couple that definitely mentioned that you should not be overlooked uh, for a nomination. Um, for you, what would that mean? Golden Globe nomination, Emmy nomination, NAACP nomination, um, Image Award nomination. What would that mean for you? Shit, that's to be honest with you, that shit would mean everything, man. Just hearing you name that shit off like that just make my eyes water because I know it's possible now. I know it's real. I know those type of people are looking at me. So just for me to just even hear my name in that conversation, man, it just feels good, you know. And just to hear people say that they feel I deserve it already, like. You know, and the year ain't even over. You get what I'm saying? Like, that just makes me feel good, man. And it just makes me so proud that I would have the courage to share my story because at first I was hesitant. You know, I wanted to be the cool guy. And, you know, it's the rap game. We're supposed to be out here putting on the show and showing people what we want them to see. You know what I'm saying? Not really showing them everything. So that's what really made me feel good. Like, damn, I took uh, my family and friends' advice and I shared my story. So. Yeah, man. And it's, ama it's an amazing story. Um, but I, I want to pivot really quickly. This has been a very heavy um, and a beautiful conversation with a beautiful human being. My man. Um, and, uh, but I, I do want to ask you a question. And, and I'm going to call this part of the show This or That. Mm -hmm. This Grammy for Best Rap Album, that Emmy for Best uh, Supporting Actor. Oh, best Grammy for best rap album would have to probably be. Which one would you prefer? If you can only have one, this or that, this or that, yeah. this or that. This is Grammy best rap album. The nominees are Lil Wayne, The Carter Seven, Kendrick Lamar, My Final Album with TDE, J. Cole. This is fucking J. Cole. Jay-Z, this is Jay-Z, Gata, or Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy, Brian Cranston, I'm a fuck up, I don't know, Blase Splee, in Blase Splee, Gata, Dave, Benny Blanco, Dave, and the winner is 
The way you, the way you said it, I probably will have to go with the first thing. <laughs> the rapper list, Little Wayne, Jay Z, all of them guys. Hey, that would probably be it, bro. That would probably be. I honestly, like my personal hope is that Bodie James and Alchemist are, are get, get album of the year nomination. The fucking album is incredible. But, hey, but to be honest with you, man, I would I would I would uh, go either or either either war would be. See, but that's not fair. See, that's that manic shit right there. I'm giving you this or that, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I would have to go with that. You know why? Wow. Everybody, yeah. everybody expect me to rap, and I'm already that. I already got songs with Lil Wayne. I already made history. I already got plaques on the wall with my name on them and shit for stuff that I done did and stuff. Okay. So I need to do the okay. other. That, and that right. you know, is, is okay. good. This or that. Ready? Yeah. This NAACP award for best ensemble, Dave. Mm -hmm. That. ASCAP Award, Writer of the Year. NAAC by far. Huh. Why Why? why not the acknowledgement of you being a, a writer, which is what you've been doing since your middle school? Yeah, but see, I'm a man of the people, man, and I got to do it for the culture and everything that the NAACP represent. You feel me? And I feel like that's even just, just that alone right there is just monumental. Like, just my name attached to the NAACP versus me being writer of the year. That's just only for the year. And also the ensemble has a lot of white people in it. So to have some diversity, white and black people on stage is for the best ensemble. For yeah. yeah, man. I like I'm a little chocolate, little vanilla, little swirl. That's what I'm saying, man. A little twisty treat. I'm going for the NAACP, babe. Okay. This or that. Ready? Final mm -hmm. one. This or that. This. Oh, I just had one. Uh, I lost the idea. Oh, okay. So, yeah. This best duo, Grammy duo, Dave and Lil, and, and Dave and, and Gata. That SAG award for best duo, Dave and Gata. I'm going with the SAG award. You're really an enigma. You're an enigma oh, wrapped in a oh, riddle. No, Look at the situation you put me in. Please. So so you got a Grammy for best duo. You could win a Grammy for best duo for you and Dave for music or a SAG Award, Screen Actors Guild Award for best duo on TV. Yeah, I'd rather do the best duo on TV because huh. the best duo on TV is by far uh, way more beneficial than it is being the best rapper duo. Because this is just 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 because I know the business now. That's I'm thinking the business first, and then I'm thinking just you know everything that I got control of once I'm on TV, getting that acknowledgement. You That's sir it. are I, you are an enigma yeah. wrapped in a riddle. Crazy man, I'm weird man. I'm, I'm no weird. no I wouldn't no no no. First of all, I, I don't like the crazy word, but yeah. you are you are an enigma, sir. You you, you, gotta, you don't understand it. No, I, I no 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 I'm not no no no. Yeah, I think about it. Dick, it's I not about me. Dicky will want. I know Dicky will want that SAG board, right? He put me in a position to be on TV, so he like he will want to be the best duo on TV. So I will go pick his goal and dream first because I know he put me in this position. You know what I'm saying? So it's about him, it's not about you. It's about him. Yeah, it's, that's this one of my favorite sayings. Always you, sometimes me. <laughs> really. Yeah, that's one of my favorite sayings. Is that on? Is that going to be a record on the future album? Always you, sometimes me. No, 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 no. 
that's that's an old saying though. I, I be saying it every now and then sometimes, but that's like some real slick shit right there though. No, it's some real slick shit. Like I actually believe that would be an incredible record. Yeah, records. What are you listening to right now? Uh, right now I've been listening to that. Um, listening to him on tape deck. I got so much shit. I've been listening to that. Uh, whole lot of money by Bia. Uh huh. I've been listening to. There's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker, by the way. Yeah. What else I've been listening to? <laughs> what else I've been listening to, man? You know, I wear all my jewelry when I go to the bodega. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and you know, I I take it with me. Just <laughs> you know, the my bottom of my feet is straight Bottega. I've been listening to uh, Tyler the Creator record. I love his record. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's fire, bro. I'm, I'm tripping. That's that's what I'm listening to. I'm listening to Tyler's new record because he dropped last. I'm what about, um, what about King's Disease Two? Nas, nice. King's Disease. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. That that King's Disease Two was fire. He got off on there. Nas always coming with that pressure though. Yeah. He be coming with that pressure, man. I will put you up on if you're not up on them. This this kid Bodie James, Bodie and and Alchemist, their new albums incredible. Oh, yeah, 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 I know about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, too. Also signed to Searchlight Publishing, but totally separate. Um, and then and then last but not least, I want to ask you um, since you're a young gun, what are some of your favorite like OG albums that you know you throw on? Um, oh. All Eyes on Me, mm. Life After Death, Doggy mm. Style, uh, The Game Is To Be Sold, Not To Be Told, everything from uh, the Hot Boys and Cash Money back in 1999 to about the 2000s. <laughs> well, you said we take it over for the 99 and the 2000s. <laughs> okay. That, those, are, those are really good choices. Okay. And then last but not least, Gator. If you could act with anyone in Hollywood tomorrow, who would it be and why? Leonardo DiCaprio. Because he's one of the greatest actors of all time. He got a lot of my favorite roles. He killed Titanic. Uh, he killed Catch Me If You Can. And he told me I was a dope actor. He, like, he really walked up to me and talked. Wait, 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 wait. What? T tell me this story. Yeah, I, I was at an undisclosed location in Malibu. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to say who house I was at. I was just, I was at a bigger celebrity's house, and I went there to chill and hang out with their son. Did they invite? Oh, so they invited you to this undisclosed location? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, hey man, I got all access. My face good everywhere. So I went up there, and then we chilling, and then um, the people I'm with, somebody in my circle started tapping me, like, "Yo, tapping me." And then I look up, and they're like, "Yo, it's you see who looking at you?" I'm like, "Who's?" He's like, it's Leo. And I look up, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, yeah, man, I love episode five. And then we just start chopping it up about his career, my career. He just started telling me, like, yo, man, like, don't change. Fuck the Academy. And, you know, it's so easy. <laughs> Academy. You haven't even been nominated for shit yet. Fuck the Academy. No, nah, he, he was telling me that because I was telling him, like, man, I want to get an Emmy or something one day. He was like, yeah, man, fuck the Academy. Man, I was supposed to win for uh, Aviator, but they gave it to Ray. They gave it to Jamie. You know, so he, he would start saying all that shit. And I was just like, damn, okay, I, all right. So I called it. By the way, I was on the radio. I was on the radio, WJOB in Detroit, and I called it. I called Ray. I seen the movie, uh, went to the Toronto Film Festival. I had him on in the show. That movie is I said, amazing. Man. I, said, I said, Jamie, you're going to win Best Actor. 
And he called me from the Vanity Fair party. It was four o'clock in the morning. I was on the air at seven. He's like, Search, you called it. You were right. Da 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 da. So I don't know. Personally, I, I can't say fuck the Academy. Um, but it must feel good for Leonardo to feel like he could say fuck the Academy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If he feel that way, then it's like, man, he the best. He one of the best actors, man. And he telling me like, man, fuck it, man. We, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Man. We just gonna keep on acting. Fuck it. Hey, get I want, movies. I want you to keep on acting. I want you to keep on rhyming. I want you to keep on being the best version of yourself. I appreciate I, that, I, brother. I cannot wait for me and you to go to Boa next week and get oh, our yeah. steak on and get our proper drink and our proper hugs on and grub on. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to save this part best for last. Um, and please share this with Dave. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've spoken to Dave through a, a mutual friend, my man, Hot Carl, my man, Jensen. Um, and, and we talked early. So... And this is something I've never shared with anybody. So I'm putting this out on my podcast, Search Says, and with you first. Um, before Dave got signed, there was going to be a show called They Call Me Search. Mm -hmm. And it was dropped because Dave got signed to FX. And I was tight because it was the story of a white Jewish kid from Queens who has aspirations of being a rapper growing up in Queens, running to Brooklyn, running to Harlem. But it was also like being the Forrest Gump of hip hop. So mm -hmm. running into LL, running into Kane, running into G-Rap, all of that. And uh, we had a really great script and wrote a really great show. I, I, you said you're working with RZA, so I don't know if it, that's with Dallas Jackson, but Dallas Jackson was my partner. And we got dropped. And we didn't get picked up because Dave. And I was tight, tight, not hating, but tight. Yeah, anybody would be. And then I saw the show. And I pretty much cry every episode because mm -hmm. I'm so proud of what his show is and so amazed at what you guys create every week. And I pray, I pray you guys continue season three and four and five. And honestly, I hope my show never makes the air. If you guys can stay on TV forever and my show never makes the air, I would be so happy because what you do is far better than anything I could have made. Man, I appreciate that, man. I'm pretty sure Dickie, he going to take that to heart and he's going to feel so great, man, because that's all you ever wanted to do, man, was just entertain the world. You know what I'm saying? So, I really appreciate Dickie. Kudos to him because that's all he wanted to do was to get on TV and entertain. And just the fact that he's really doing it and he got me doing it with him, man, it just feels good. And just to know that MC Search, man, real hip-hop legend, OG out here, love the show, and he got a connection with us. That's priceless, bro. So, Dude, the show is amazing. The show is amazing. Um, I want to really just quickly thank our sponsors, which is Bruetta Tea. We did this for Young TV Raps. Oh. We did this right here. We're going to be sending you an entire package of Bruetta Tea. I'm going to bring that hopefully. Oh, yeah. Give me some of that tea. My, my girl loves tea. So oh, yeah. No, that's that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely happening. The picture it is. Keep this up real quick. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, let me, let me know. So yeah. Bruetta, and uh, if all of y'all want Bruetta at your office or you want to go and bring Bruetta, you go to Bruetta.com. That's where you can find the Bruetta Tea. 
Um, also, um, want to give a big shout out to our other um, big, big sponsor, which is VidSig. VidSig, you can go on VidSig and meet with me and your favorite celebrities and, and talk to your favorite celebrities. That's on VidSig.com. So make sure you join us on there as well. Uh, the, the link is on the bottom. Um, also, I've got to ask you a question, bro. Um, did um, did you request money from us to do this interview? No, I never requested. Okay. Yeah, of course not. No, of course not. So we basically um, we one of my favorite shows from back in the day was a show called "In Living Single." I, I don't know if yeah, you know about that show. Yeah. So one of my favorite actresses <laughs> was. Uh, email saying something about some money. No, well, I'm I'm gonna break it down to you right now. Um, so one of my favorite actresses is Kim Coles. Love mm-hmm. Kim, Kim Coles. And I reached out to her. I don't know. I reached out LinkedIn, and uh, we got an email back, which I thought was from her. It was really from her people. They said they would love to do an interview. Send them, you know, our interviews. So I showed them the interviews I've done with Chris Rock, Questlove, Kamal Bell, John Cryer, Method Man. I sent them a nice package of all the A-listers, which now you are a part of. Right. So, um, and please, if you want to see some real drip, go to search says, and you can see some amazing interviews. So they said, uh, Kim would love to do it, but requires a $750 honorarium. Now Mm. I didn't pay Chris Rock. I didn't pay quest love. I didn't pay you. I don't, I don't pay anybody, but I feel that if the fans want me to interview Kim Coles, I set up Kim Cole's interview fund. So you can please go to the GoFundMe uh, for Kim Cole's interview fund, and we will interview Kim Cole's. And to date, we have raised exactly $0. So if you want us to interview Kim Cole's, please go to the Kim Cole's interview fund. Yeah, man, I, might have, I might have to drop that 750 in there, man. I might have to talk to you. We, we want to talk to her, man. We need to get- I, I would, please. Come on, get man. Free. That's crazy. Free. I don't want to hear from her. She a legend, dude. That, hey, listen. This is what I this this what pissed me off, man. Like, obviously it was from her manager, people. I don't know who it was from. Honestly, it could have been from people that run her social media. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. People at that level now that been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. they're not really hands on like that. Somebody, probably, you know what I'm saying? You know what of I mean? Like, and this is like, I'm pretty sure if she knew that you was reaching out, she would have did that off the rip, bro. Everybody know you a legend, bro. Bro, that was straight comedy right there. That is my parody, along with the new game show I do, which is how accurate is your Wikipedia? Yeah, I can't wait to check out some more of those, man. This funny in the book. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Gata. Please find him at Get Gata. Go check him out. And if you haven't seen Dave, I'm sorry I ruined the entire season, but um, you played yourself. Gas face given. For you not watching Dave, you played yourself. Yeah. All right. That has been Gator, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, sir. And for all of y'all, please remember in the words of my wife, Chantel, please remember throughout your day to say what you mean and mean what you say. If someone turns to you and says, have a good day, turn around, and say, no, you have a better one. Because whatever you want from me, I want twice as much for you. And if you don't have a plan in this life, someone would give you one. And it might not be nice. So set yourself up. All right. Wiggle right, get your gander straight. That's some game right there for y'all, man. Good night, man. I love you, bro. Appreciate you, Search. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>